Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Hi, I am Dave. <laughs> and uh, Usually at this point of the show, I talk to you about how I live in Nashville, surrounded by great songwriters and, and how I created this show uh, to share the stories about these creative people and to get a deeper look into the craft of songwriting. And that's all true. But, you know, occasionally on the show, we're going to go beyond Nashville because music's way beyond the city. And as we talked in the past, Nashville is more than just country music. There's all genres here and uh, we love it all. And today is just one of those times that we're going to go beyond Nashville. By the way, we're nearing the end of Season 1 of the Songwriter Connection Podcast. This is Episode 19. Well, uh, next week's show will be the last in our, our first season, and it's been quite a ride. I've totally, I've totally enjoyed it, and I hope that uh, you have too. And I do appreciate you uh, spreading the word about our show and sharing the links and things like that. That really helps, and the great comments that we're getting on the socials, I appreciate that as well. We'll take a little break after uh, after Season 1. I've already got guests lined up for Season 2. We may have a, a new look on the socials and on the internet, uh, but I'm really looking forward to what's happening. We're hoping to get late August, maybe September uh, for season two, and I will keep you posted. I promise. Keep watching the uh, the socials. So, okay, let's let's talk about going beyond Nashville. See, it used to be if you wanted to get into the music business, they used to tell you you got to go to one of the major music capitals in the world. When we're talking places like Nashville, uh, New York City, L.A., Atlanta, but you know. A lot of things due to the internet and technology have changed in this business. And the business has had to adapt new business plans, new things. Uh, we live in that kind of world today. We live in a world where uh, a young lady and her brother uh, can record uh, a whole album in their bedroom on, uh, on, on a, in a home studio and get multi Grammys and, uh, big number one songs. Talking about Billie Eilish, of course. So things really are changing. And I think th there's never been a better time for, for artists to break out because of these changes. I mean, you don't have to spend, uh, lots of money in a, in a huge studio anymore. These things can be done. Um, we have a lot of these DIY artists like Jamie Harris that we had on the show just a couple weeks ago. Well, th this guy that we have on our show today has worked very, very hard and he's taken good advantage of, of all the things that are available out there. And he has worked so hard. I mean, started with a four track cassette machine, perfecting his craft, advancing to bigger and better stuff. And eventually having huge success three number one songs all in different genres that is absolutely amazing he is a great producer a songwriter a multi-instrumentalist and producer and if you don't think producer is important on uh, in, a, in getting a song i mean just think about these great songs they're not only just lyric lyrical and musical hooks but a lot of that stuff created in production that makes that song what it is and we're going to delve into this uh, this gentleman's career find out how he does it and by the way he doesn't do it in a major uh, music capital like New York City or L.A. Uh, he does it in his hometown of Fort Worth, and you've got to admire that. So I welcome uh, Morgan Matthews. Thank you for taking the time to be on our show. I know you are such a busy guy, but I certainly appreciate you spending some time with us here on Songwriter Connection. Hi, Morgan. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Just thrilled that you're here. And the thing that just, I just know you have quite a passion uh, for music, and uh, I wanted to uh, ask you how it all began for you. What, what what ignited that? What was the fuse? Well, just like you said, I started out with the four track 
uh, but uh, what ignited the fuse was I I kind of just fell into it. I was working at Walmart, yeah. and then I kind of, I don't know, I started working on music. It's like acoustic guitar for a hobby, and then I, you know, you start recording one thing, it leads to the next, and you kind of, I kind of loved uh, recording and trying to make it sound good, and and then I, I played in a couple of bands. I always watched my family while they played instruments in the church, and <laughs> it was just one day when I think I was driving in the car and I said, I turned on the radio and I thought, you know, I think I could make songs like this. And it, it was like a couple of years later that I started to actually get good at making those, those quality songs. And that was, it, it took a long time to kind of put them together and make them sound good, but they kept, I kept getting better and better. And oh, yeah. the more, and the we more to, you get into it, the be, you know, the better you get, and people start wanting to work with you and stuff. It, it's you just. I got lost in it, I guess. You know, uh, it, all good points, and we've talked a lot on this show that if you want to make it, you know, you've got. We, it's 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 almost cliche to say pay your dues, but what I like to say is it's more like you better hone your craft. You know, you you're going to have to take the time, and you're going to have to get to that level, and then you know. After that, you know, it's just a lot more hard work. And I know that you have. I mean, I, the thing I read about you is that you would lock yourself into this shed where I guess you had a little home studio built in a shed at your parents' house. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. And while other people are going out and stuff, I didn't really go do that. I just decided to try to get better at this. Or I love doing it. Yeah. So I, I would keep on trying and keep doing it and you think that you're getting better or you think, Oh, this one's not good. But then when someone else hears it, they're like, dang, you're actually doing this. Mm. And I, they were actually getting better, I guess. And and then one day it's like, you hear it on the radio or something. You're like, wow, I actually did that. <laughs> and that's gotta be a thrill. You know, I want to play some of the music that you've produced and we talked about, it's all genres of music. Um, but you had a tremendous success uh, in the last year or so with a song cut by Alicia Keys and I mean, I mean that girl's on fire, right? And, uh, and Miguel, and uh, it's got a tremendous backstory. So let's start there and and, and maybe uh, work to playing that song, so folks get an idea of what you're all about. Now, this is a song that you wrote and produced, and it took a couple years to get to even Alicia's hands, right? Can you tell us that story? Yeah, I I remember making that music, and then. I, I don't know. I One guy, I was, there was multiple people I was making music for, and they would go to studios in Florida. And I don't know who exactly, but somebody went into a bigger studio in Florida, and then he, the engineer reached out to me and said, you know, I record this uh, celebrity artist, blah, blah, blah. And he's writing, at the, at the time he was writing for a different artist. He wanted to pitch one to a, another artist we won't say his name but mm -hmm. somehow me and him that artist we were writing i kept sending stuff over and he would put lyrics on and then one day the engineer called me this was a couple of years later because we had let's just say like 10 songs done he was just like he took it to alicia keys and she's gonna use it and i'm like and you know i was like yeah i've heard it all basically <laughs> because people always say stories like this oh yeah but you hear it yeah, <laughs> like time, uh, like a, a lot of time passed after that, 
then I got email from her people and I'm like, that guy was telling the truth. <laughs> this so, is for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. That, so it really did happen. Mm. So these were tracks you put together. Did you put some lyrics to them or is that something they did once they uh, got a hold of it? He, that artist that was in Florida was writing the lyrics and he was, he took it to her and then they worked on the lyrics again together. Wow. So it, it, then it turns into what we're, what we're going to play. Now, you, I imagine you sent them work tapes and things like that so they can hear the sound, right? I, they used my music exactly. Exactly. When, when yeah. I heard it back, I was like, they, this doesn't sound any different than mine. That's it cool. It just sounded like they turned it up. That is really cool. When I, talk, I want to talk a little bit about your process and how you go about it, but let's play this song. Uh, if you haven't heard it before, it's called Show Me Love. And you know, by the way, I watched the video on this. This video is incredible, and it's out there. Uh, look it up. It's, it's uh, Show Me Love. It stars uh, Michael um, B. Um, uh, Jordan, uh, who is Creed, you know, in the movies, um, and uh, Zoe Zeldana and her husband. It's really a great video and a, a great song. So I congratulate you on your success. Let's play and listen to it. Show me love, Alicia Keys and, and Miguel on the Songwriter Connection podcast with our guest, Morgan Matthews. Show me love, treat it like we freaking on a weekend. Show me love. I eat up the seconds, times, and reasons for your love This is not the season for nobody else but us I always get wrapped up in you, baby, I'm in love We gon' get this love like we never done it Baby, I'm in love, go ahead, show me love Like we never done it, ooh, I got you running Every time I give you some, show me love Love Red lights, and you crash tanning like a deer inside the headlights. Yeah, I saw you love like you was passionate. I just wanna bask in it, winning it like a championship. You gon' show me love like, like you tried it and denied it, but you still let me apply it. Like I made you put your ties in. Show me love, even when you don't got time to. I'll be there to find you. I'll remind you. Show me love. Like we freaking on a weekend, show me love I eat up the seconds, times, and reasons for your love This is not the season for nobody else but us I always get wrapped up in you, baby, I'm in love We gon' get this love like we never done Baby, I'm in love Go ahead, show me love like we never done it Ooh, I got you running Every time I give you some, show me love Show me love. I eat up the 
Alicia Keys, along with Miguel, and Show Me Love, big uh, number one hit. And we've got on the Songwriter Connection, the producer and one of the songwriters behind that great hit. He is Morgan Matthews. And Morgan, again, thank you for being on the show. That song right there changed things for you, didn't it? Yes, it did. How um, how so? <laughs> it was an instant success after uh, like the twenty four hour uh, the tw- uh, the twenty year uh, twenty four hour success, right? <laughs> right, overnight success. But it took uh, a lot of a lot of hard work. So, but uh, there it was. Yeah, I, I made the music, and I was I that music just sat around here for a couple of years, and then it got to to the right writer who put the lyrics on it and then he took it to her and mm. that's there for a while and then they released it but I, I I'm grateful for that song that helped change my life that's great it helped me get a publishing deal too along yeah. with a few other songs now you're uh you're we're working with the Universal Music Group big uh, big group uh, and what you, so you're doing uh, uh production uh, for them as well as as writing they, I, it's just a, like a publishing deal. So mm-hmm. every time I um, register a song, they, I just go through them. Before I was doing it myself, and mm. now it's just it's it's all a weird situation. I was around a lot of different people, and it, it, I've learned a lot since all of that. And now my mind or my head's clear, and I know what I'm doing. Good. There's so many people that come after you after stuff like that. I will bet. <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, you need to do this. You need to do that. And it, it must be hard to sort out uh, all that coming at you at once. Or, yeah, or just people that are not really, they don't have your best interest in mind or mm-hmm. they're, they act like they're your friend. I gotcha. Kind of situations. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've heard a lot of stories like that over the years, but it sounds like you uh, are better for it now and, uh, and on the right path. I just really congratulate you for your success because I know you've worked hard. Um, tell me about, you know, because you know, we talked a little bit in the intro about how um, they used to say you had to go to a major, major music capital. And there you are in, in your hometown, Fort Worth, Texas, and you really built your career and your success out of your hometown. So that's got to be something you're very, very proud of. Yeah. Like I would always wonder where are, how are these people doing it? Or I wonder how, what it would be like if I go to California or, or Nashville, like you or New York, I wonder what it's like out there, what the difference would be. And I still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) People tell me when I talk to them on the phone, they're like, you're in that town. Why don't you come out here? You'll tear it up out here. And I'm like, well, why should I? I'm tearing it up right here, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I could. I I still think about going over there. Mm -hmm. There's people that I talk to that are writers. They're like, you need to move to Nashville, man. Mm. They they say that to me. I'm like, well, why? But uh, that is where all the writers are. I don't know a lot of people out here that are doing it. Mm. Maybe they are. Maybe they're like me, just they're hidden. 
Maybe they'll help find you. Maybe they'll try to find you now, you know? Um, so is that part of what you're doing? Now, I know you, you started your own project. Um, and um, tell me a little bit about that. That's, um, that's the Addictive Music Group. So is that what you're yeah. trying to do, develop young talent and, and um, reach out a little bit? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I have a couple of people that are with us that are helping me do this where we take on artists and producers and we help them do more of the business side of um, collecting things such as publishing or anything that they didn't know. Like if they were just starting and they're not from a music town, like, you know, like Nashville or New York or, or Atlanta, yeah. but it's wild because there's people that are from those towns that they still don't know how to collect all of this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. It can be very so confusing. Yeah. They, they'll be like, well, I don't, I'm not getting that percentage of that song. And I'm like, well, you don't know how to get it. So then we'll just help them get it. <laughs> I like that. I, I think but, that's valuable service. Yeah. And I learned that from people taking advantage of me. Mm. I'm not saying I'm taking advantage of these people because I'm letting everybody know what I'm doing. And I'm saying, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do for you. Do you agree with this? And this is what I will do. People that said that to me, they never did it. Actually. They just took from me. Mm. That's, uh, that's so common. That's how some people make their livings. They just take from people and promise. A lot of sharks out there in the water, isn't there? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but it happens and you have to be so careful. Um, but you got beyond all that. And I think it's cool that you're helping other, other people uh, do the same thing. You know, it can be overwhelming. Just little things like getting your song registered with a PRO, you know, like I'm, I'm BMI and, and before I'll ever so- play a song out, I'm making sure it's, I've got it registered, you know. Uh, There's so many people that don't even know what a PRO is. You're right. They have all. They have all these songs out on the internet. They don't even know what a PRO is. Yeah, and they should because they should be getting royalties on them. Uh, however s- small it is with the streams that they, they're paying uh, these days, which is just, that would be a whole nother show. I think it's it's so unfair, but I mean, it's just just the, uh, the uh, it's just the way the industry is right now. Uh, places like Spotify that are paying, uh, you know, like 000, 000.00048 uh, cents per spin, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. While radio stations are paying thousands of dollars a month for the right to play these songs on the air, they pay a certain percentage of their bill every month but uh, you know the internet uh, radio stations and and places like Spotify and Pandora they don't have to pay that they've made uh, arrangements with the record companies to kind of circumvent all that and it's it's just quite a rigmarole today but you know on the positive side of that Morgan I'm sure you would agree it's it's allowing people to get their stuff out there you know Um, no matter how big or small that artist is they can get some exposure isn't that correct yeah yeah, we we get we want to do this because we like to do it. We're all artists. We're all creatives. We need to still keep going. I don't like it when somebody's doing kind of good or they love doing it, and then they just quit one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, why is that? Mean? Yeah. Well, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, you, you talk about you, you got to have a passion for this, you know, and yeah. you you have to know in your soul this is what you want to do and this is what makes you happy, and and boy, it comes out in your work. It really does. Yeah. 
So I want to go back to Addictive Music Group. You, um, you found an artist there, uh, Ray Pinocchio. And I want to play a song that, uh, that she's done. Tell me a little bit about her and, and, and what you're doing working with her. And uh, I'll kind of cue up her next song here <laughs> while you're doing that. Ray, Ray is on. Um, she focuses on, have you ever heard of TikTok? I have. She's, she sings all the time and does short videos on TikTok. And she gets tons of plays on there. We just need to help her focus on releasing more on here. <laughs> there you go. She has a pretty good following. I think it's like 300,000 right now on TikTok. And that's I'm, good, huh? Yeah. That's good for her, yes. Mm. And she's got a great voice, you say. I I thought some guy in California first found her. His name is Jack, and then he introduced me to her. He's like, let's and then I don't, I don't know if she liked him anymore. <laughs> so she was just like, I just want to work with you guys. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> we'll do this. But well, she's, she's doing very good. That's and great. She sings, she sings good. I think she said she wanted to move somewhere away from where she was. I hope she keeps going. Um, what, tell me about this song. Is This is one that you co-wrote, uh, Pull Me In? I, I did the music for this. Mm-hmm. It was just a track I had laying around, and she wrote over it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's give it a listen. Pull Me In by Ray Pinocchio. Is that the right one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Probably find it more. I miss the way your kisses fell in the beginning of springtime. Whoa. Your lips on mine, your hands on my thigh. Baby, why aren't you mine? I miss the way you pull my hair in the beginning of summer. Why aren't you mine? I wanna be more than friends. So, baby, why don't you pull me? In the beginning of springtime My lips on yours and hands on your thigh But you can't be mine I'm sorry, I'm just gonna need more time Than the end of summer You can't be mine I wanna be more than friends So baby, why don't you put me must have been so excited when you first heard her voice that's incredible yeah yeah i think she like she 
what's it called? America's Got Talent or something. They've reached out to her like two times. Did they? She uh, sings good, right? Oh my goodness! I've, I've you know, just and she's young. She's so young. Yeah. How like how old? I think I don't even know if she's twenty one. I'm not how sure. Oh, I. She's got a good future ahead if she sticks to this. Which she she with she makes singing videos every day and stuff. Oh. This is her passion. We can find her on TikTok and and uh, yeah, but what an incredible voice and a unique voice too. I mean, you really can't compare that to anything. I mean, she's I her know. own thing and it's fantastic. Wow, yeah. man, fantastic. Do like, more songs. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the process. This is the Songwriter Connection. So tell me how it begins with you and, and how you go about putting it together. Um, I, for me, I'll sit. It's changed now. Yeah. But at the beginning, it it was always just grab whatever instrument and start fiddling with it and then say, okay, well, this it's going to start going this way. And then my mind would say, okay, what blends with that instrument? <laughs> let's add, let's keep adding and adding and adding. <laughs> and, then it, and then let's all try to mix all of this and then start listening. Say, okay, well, whatever you did there, that sounds like crap. Throw that away. <laughs> and then keep going back in until it kind of sounds like a song. And then you'll keep just listening a lot. That's yeah, and <laughs> you you most of the time it sounds bad, but you're like, well, I guess this sounds like a song. <laughs> Somebody else might come in and be like, wow, this is amazing, and I'll be like, this doesn't sound good. Mm. You so know what I mean? You go with your gut, and you got to do a little experimentation. Uh, what I'm, I'm really starting to like about you is you are a, a, the typical artist because. Uh, and what you do, you you are quite the creator. And the thing about artists, there's always that thing in the back of your mind's like, is that really, is that really that good? <laughs> you know, I don't know. And then somebody takes somebody to go, yeah, it is. Yeah, believe it. You know, uh, but there is a there's a, always that little bit of doubt, isn't there? <laughs> it could be better. Or sometimes when it, if you feel like the bass is this bass is just way too loud, or this sounds just annoying. Someone else is like, no, I want it louder. They sound like, well, you know, when you're driving in the car, it's going to blow the speaker out. Yeah. And they're, they're like, but I want that. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here you go. You got it. Yeah. After all, you're the boss, right? <laughs> if, if you just listen to what other people tell you and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they, they might have a bit. That's why I like to uh, uh, listen to what younger people say. They will have, they'll have their opinion. They're like, I want it to sound like this. I'm like, that, that's a horrible idea, though. But then I do it, and they're the, they're the future. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. They're the future. I like to write with young artists. I learn so much uh, from doing that. And it uh, sounds like you feel the same way. So pretty incredible. Um, it's, it's neat. I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. And I hope you are, too. Tell me about your studio. Um, what are you working on right now? What kind of equipment are you using? I have a Universal Audio uh, Apollo 8 XP or whatever it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> don't matter, right? Do you have a, a, a particular, like a Pro Tools thing you use? Or, uh, oh, yeah. I use Logic. Logic, okay. Logic. For, for all of like the longest time I use this interface did uh do you know digi design I've heard of them yeah mm-hmm. avid avid for sure um they, the 
the worst interface anytime <laughs> I plug the guitar. That's what's in uh, the Show Me Love on really all the. Yeah, I, it had the worst sound. Every time I recorded, it sounded like everything was out of tune. Oh, it man. made everything horrible, and I was like, "Well, I, I would sit there and try to EQ it out, but I'm like, well, that just makes everything sound the way it's going to sound." So, oh yeah, yeah. So you had to you had to find the right equipment for you and for your taste and your ear, right? And that's a process. That's all I could afford. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> so at the time. <laughs> These uh, big rocket speakers that you know, it just shot out all this bass for mostly hip hop music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't use any of that anymore, but that's all that I had at the beginning. So and that's the thing you've you've done a lot. You said we've had th- you've had three number one uh, songs, all in different genres, and so I, w- I want to just uh, you know uh, stress the fact that it's not just all been R and B and rap. You you also had a num- uh, number one, but in Italy and in overseas, you've had a, a few big hits as well. Uh, in Italy, Italy, his album went number one for uh, out Italy album. Wow, number one. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he said. And you also worked with this uh, actor, who we've we've seen uh, not only on TV and CW's uh, um, Flash, uh, but but some of the insurgent movies. I'm talking about Keenan uh, Lonsdale, and um, you've worked with him and produced his uh, his single. Uh, so tell me about that experience. You say he's an old friend, huh? Yeah, he was my friend for a while. We would talk on the phone about he. I think he was always talking about coming to USA back then, uh-huh. and and then yeah, like years later, I got an email. I still have some of the old songs that we did. Yeah. And then years later, he's like, I wrote one of these to your to your track, and he was during his movie Love Simon, and then he. Mm-hmm. He wrote these. When I heard that song, I was like, "This this song is going to be big. It doesn't matter." Because he was in the movie. It was Love Simon about the boy coming out of the closet, and mm. he was the boy that kissed that boy in the movie. Uh-huh. And the okay. song was called "Kiss the Boy." So I'm like, "This is going to be big. It doesn't matter how good the quality of the music is. It's just the message." So I was like, "Okay." That's pretty cool. Well, there's a lot of songwriters today in Nashville writing toward that sync. Uh, market trying to get songs into movies and on TV and uh, look at that um, you had one right there <laughs> right that's cool that came I know, about I, I don't know how that works how the sync thing where everyone calls me they're like they're like I got this sync deal it's gonna be five hundred thousand we need to write for it I'm like I'm not trying to get no McDonald's song that is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, and I feel that way a lot of times too. But again, all the time saying yeah. we need to try to do this Walmart song. Yeah, I think that that's political. Yeah, it could be. I don't know the people that that choose the music for Walmart or McDonald's. <laughs> I don't either, but it happens. And when you talk about five hundred thousand dollars, you can see why a lot of songwriters will go that route, right? <laughs> think about how many other people are trying to do that yeah you wonder yeah so i don't try to change anything i just try to write the best song and it sounds like you try to do the same thing so let's play kiss the boy this is keen lonsdale uh produced and uh, the music was uh, done by morgan matthews our guest on the songwriter podcast let's take a listen this was in the movie too right too Afraid 
of my place, of this way, of my feelings. But I'm amazed at how we talk. It's so chill, but this tension. What is the deal when your eyes lock on me? What is the deal when you smiled at me like that? See, I try to be cool, but the problem is you messing my emotions up. My head gets stuck. I'm scared to show this how I feel, 'cause people talk. Don't wanna worry about whatever. Just gotta know your deal. See, half the time I'm wondering if this is real. And why not say something's on my mind if I feel love? Ah, but when the moment's right, I freeze. That's how I know my heart is his. If you wanna kiss the boy, then you better kiss the boy right now. You ain't gotta be afraid of the words you wanna say right now. Ah,、uh, 'cause love is a game we deserve to play out loud. So if you wanna leave, then you better kiss the boy, or you better.
There you go. That's a, a song from uh, Keenan Lonsdale. What was the movie uh, again, uh, Morgan? What was it called? Love, Simon. Love, Simon. Okay. And what, Keenan, do you, what do you think about that music, though? You know, what, what, what really stood out to me, I love the bass and the... Um, and That's the, all there is in <laughs> No, there's some interesting, um, very interesting um, percussion in there as well. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I made it in like 12 minutes. <laughs> 12, you made that in 12 minutes? No, it wasn't like, it's not like I was focusing like a lot. I was just doing something weird and then it turned into that. Isn't that like, great? It's all about the words in that song, right? Yeah, I get yeah, you right. Yeah. He wrote good words. That music's nothing special. Huh. Well, I well, you don't say that to him. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think that my music part was special. He wrote good lyrics to connect it to a lot of people, probably. That's a humble guy talking right there. You know, uh, you know, I, mean, you know? Well, I do. I do. I think I know where you're coming from, but I think you're selling yourself short. I think it was uh, pretty well done. I don't care how long it took. <laughs> One time my friend was in Dollar General and he's like, I heard somebody listening to that on their phone in Dollar General. <laughs> Whoa, what did you talk to him? <laughs> that is really cool. You know, I had a chance to to write a theme song for a little TV show. Uh, it was just a little cable uh, outdoor show, and, and they sent me the t-shirts and stuff. And I'm wearing that t-shirt in a in a grocery store, and a guy comes up and he goes, "I watch that show all the time. Where did you get that shirt?" <laughs> well, I wrote the theme song. So, um, but so, when things like that happen, it's it's that's another way of getting paid. We've talked about, you know, you're like, wow, that hard work it does, you know, people notice, right? That's a big deal to write a theme. So think about the. I always wonder how much money does the guy have that did Seinfeld? Oh, you got, can you imagine? And that's one of those things that'll stick in your head right there. You know, you hear that song and identify it immediately, you know? Did, did he just do the theme song or did he do every scene too? Because it sounds like the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder. You really wonder. And the other interesting concept um uh, and this is interesting. Well, I got you here. Uh, let's, let's talk about this. Um, I, I Netflix has this series coming out um, in, in, very soon uh, called uh, Pop Music, and they, they really take an in-depth look at some of the things that are happening, some of the some of the phenomenon that's going on. And one of the things that really caught my eye uh, and ear was something called the Stockholm syndrome. Do you know what they're talking about? Probably. I've heard it in the song. I mean, I've seen that song title, but because yeah, every, song title. All, yeah, all the popular writers are from Sweden or some. Well, they're talking more. I think about how every now and then you will hear a, a melody or or something like that that is so annoying at first. Oh. But the more they clobber you over the head with it, you start going. I like that for some reason. And the example I've been using these days talking about it was uh, Wendy's got this commercial right now. Major bag alert. You've seen the commercial major bag alert and really heavy auto tuned. And at first time I hear it, I'm like, oh, come on. You got to be kid. You got to have a better jingle than that. Right. And then they just keep hearing it over. Next thing you know, you're singing it. I was talking about uh, my baggy eyes last night at the club, and I'm going, "Yeah, I got major bag alert," you know. Uh, and it, it's so it's it's such an interesting phenomenon, and but it's one of those things that music can do, right? You know, it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, and the other thing, 
uh, auto tune. Now, do you, you don't do you do a lot with vocals, or, or is it mostly the music side, the tracks? There, there's a few people that come here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really record voices a lot, but mm-hmm. there are, and I have like a very good mic too. It's it's dumb for me not to. Yeah. So my friend does come over, and I'll record his voice, but. I'm not big with auto tune. I'm like, well, let's just redo your voice again. Wow, it's so good to hear you say that. That's great. Yeah. But then, what's crazy is people will want auto tune on their voice. I'm like, well, why are we doing music then? Let's because I'm not doing that on my instrument. Mm-hmm. I'm playing guitar, and then if it's out of tune, I'll retune it. That's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't put an effect on it unless it's reverb or or you know distortion, right? Of course. They, they enhance it. Some people, I understand the principle of auto tune, what it does. Mm-hmm. I see what it's doing. Yeah, I, I get it. Do you know what I think it is though? And thinking about this a lot, and correct me if you're wrong. You may have an opinion on this. I think people are so used to hearing that in their ear today, you know, because it does have a sound. I mean, especially when it's overdone, right? And I think people are so used to hearing that that they want that sound, you know? They, they do. They yeah. want to to be like somebody else and whoever's on the radio but there's people that like even country or pop or whatever oh yes yeah. and then they'll go dial their voice and the pitch correction right where we can't really hear unless you really listen we can't tell that they did that it yeah. sounds like yeah. they sing great well yeah you're right yeah, you're right but there are but there are effects that they can put on it that, that gives it that kind of i always call it a metal kind of data sound, you know? It doesn't sound nor- normal or natural. <laughs> yeah. But in you're hearing it in pop, and you're hearing it in pop country as well. And the other thing, too, and because one of the tracks that you played, I think it was Pull Me In that we played earlier, is that snap track, right? That On the four, or sometimes the two and the four, it's just a simple snap, right? Yeah. That's an in thing, right? The just snaps? The snap track. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's in. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, just made it. I just made it and she if they connect with it it's in that moment i love it i love if the it art, if they connect with it it's like well it's in right now do you want to sing on it? <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> there's certain things that don't go out of style like the acoustic guitar and the piano right so that's it like look at adele they just did a piano right and right. she made a worldwide hit right that's right. The Alicia Keys song, it was acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. So let's just stick with those for the rest of the time. That's really cool. You know, but then there's hip-hop where you can use those certain sounds that work. Mm-hmm. Then they're always going to work. Country music, it's going to have electric and acoustic, right? Right. And you can and you can do, you can play around with it all with whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sounds... You're talking about vocals, though. Yeah. That's true. Listen, I've really enjoyed our conversation, and but I want to play a song before you go. Uh, and um, there's an artist, in, and I've just recently discovered, but he's hot. It's Lukel and Queen Nigel, and uh, you did a track for them. Tell us a little about this and how it came about, and these guys. That that came about after the Alicia Keys one, uh, the rec- their record label. Well, Queen Nigel's with another label, but uh, Lukel. Uh, cinematic music. They're a fat, they're in New York. They're one of the faster growing independent labels right now. Wow. He, they contacted me and said, can you send us some stuff? And then 
he got on a couple of mine and released that one. And then they got her to feature on it. And she's very popular too. So they did good. They did a whole music video and everything. Oh yeah. I saw the video uh, earlier in the day today. So let's play it right now. And this track is called want you, right? Want you. Yeah. That's what I got queued up. Let's give it a listen here. Morgan Matthews is our guest on the podcast songwriter connection. that snap track we were talking about right there great song great track and great great voices they have yeah 
you think they had auto-tune? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, I, I think they seem that good. I, th- I do, too. Uh, I, I couldn't really detect it if it, if it was. But uh, it's Locale and uh, Queen Nija. And you can find that video uh, on YouTube as well and, and, and around, so check it out. Man, it's uh, cool to talk to you and make a connection today. And I want folks to know it's not just R&B and, and, and rap. You do it all. And uh, you, you, you play uh, what mostly guitar, but you do all the instrumentation. And you put this stuff together. Um, and then, do you ever get it back and go, wow, I did that? <laughs> you know, uh, after they've done their treatment to it? Yeah, that one was cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, and thanks for spending time with us, and um, I wish you just the best, and congratulate you again on all the success you had, and I know you've got many big things in the future. What's next for you? Just keep on working on music. There's stuff that you hear, oh, this might come out, but I'm not going to say, well, this is come, you know, because we don't know. Yeah. You you don't really, really know until it's there, until it hits it. Yeah. Well, I wish you luck, man. Nice talking to you. And thank you for joining us at home or wherever you are on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Join us next time. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.